0: Man, just all sorts of bad. The worst loss of the season. Come join Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Network, your team Every day, thanks for making this your first listen. Each and every day, we're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is a new app that saves you money by helping identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need, and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. We'll check in with more on Truebill later in the show. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. He's Adam Mares. He's director of content for dmvr the dmvr.com follow his work at adam underscore mares this is world's finest on the worst loss of the season for the nuggets i like some
1: years sometimes we do this when we're like was that loss worse than this one or was it that and then it's like this one is it's so bad it is definitively the worst loss of the season
0: well it's it's great because If it wasn't coming off of last night, it might not have been the worst loss of the season. If they hadn't had a 17-point lead, it might not have been the worst loss of the season. If they weren't at home, it might not have been the worst loss of the season. If the Hornets hadn't benched LaMelo Ball late in the game, it might not have been the worst loss of the season. But all of that adds up to the worst loss of the season. And, in my opinion, probably hmm, the worst two-game stretch for Michael Malone since 2017 is the last time I can remember him having two games consecutively where he coached this family
1: Malone Malone. I mean, I'm surprised kind of to hear you uh, you start with him. I mean, there's a lot of places you could start.
0: Well, I mean, I think this is part of it. Um, I I think that some of this, I think some of this game was carry over from the stuff we talked about yesterday. There's no question. The, the, one of the
1: questions we had was like, well, how does the team respond? Let you, we can't judge this one until you see how they come back. And what's yeah. funny is this game was dominant second, third quarter sandwiched by horrendous start and finish. And that starting unit did not look like it received a jolt from the way the Oklahoma city game ended. I mean, that was a really bad and weird start to this game for the first unit.
0: All right, look, you're the Jokic whisper. I've called you that you, you are the, you are the person that I trust most when it comes to Nikola Jokic. like, Outside of, uh, outside of like Tim Conley, Arturis Karnasovas, Tommy Belchettis, um, maybe Vlaco Chanchar, and his brothers, like, it, it, it's you. Like, I've, you have such a good feel for how he plays the game, um, how he approaches the game. You're his, I would say, biggest fan, uh, stateside, stateside Serbian fans. Um, I'm going to ask you straight up. Was this a fuck you to Malone? I don't. I can't say that. Like I'm not even a touch. I have no idea. I don't
1: think so. What I think this was more than anything was, Jokic just looks miserable. And it's funny because we just saw an interview with him the other day, and somebody asked the question, "If your life was a song, what song would it be?" He said, "No such song is beautiful enough to to capture how beautiful my life is." So it makes me think like he's happy, he's content. But when you watch him on the basketball court, he looks anything but that. And this was a game where. He looked like – I mean, look, he took 11 shots in the first eight minutes. And they were not like – he only made two of them. They were rushed. They were forced. They were awkward. It it was a – I don't know what to make of it. I don't want to say it was an FU. I just – to me, it looks like a a guy who is in desperate need of a mental break. 34 shots.
0: Career high. Like, he shot – Yoko shot, if you, if you asked me before the season, will Nikola Yoko shoot the ball 34 times in the game, I'd be like, no, no, that will not happen. Unless it is quadruple over time. Maybe. Yeah. Like, here's the thing is. Especially against Charlotte on a random just game. Yeah. Like, well, and here's part of it. Okay. Um, he did have 29 points. He did have 21 rebounds. He did have five assists. He, was, he was a plus too, dude, the only guy on the team that was a plus. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think that he played badly. Right. Right. But I agree. That, I agree. By the way, that first quarter, I cannot Here. watch. Like when I went back and rewatched it, I was, it was the same thing as when I watched it the first time I was like, this is, it felt, here's the thing. I, I, I wrote this down in my notes. I was like, one of two things happened. Either he's mad at Malone or he's mad at us because he listened to Locked On Nuggets last night and was <laughs> well, like that
1: part's not true. He did not listen. I don't, I honestly think Jokic is very
0: it is elite all worldly at knocking locking those things out. No, I'm sure he does. I just thought yeah. it'd be it was just funny <laughs> to me because you and I were both like, you know, we hammered the team last night. We right, hammered right. Jokic. We hammered Malone. Um, and in particular, like you were like, There's just gotta be times when he like takes over a game and then he comes out and is like it, it very much again, mute this if you're in the car if you got the kids in the car, but like, it very much was like a, okay, well, fuck you guys. I'll just shoot every time. Is that what you people want? Is that
1: what you want? Yeah. And he's had some of those games before, right? Where it's like, he shot the ball almost like he is making a point. I don't know, Matt. Like, I don't know. What I will say is the energy was weird. And that that's the best you could say about it. I mean, he rebounded the heck out of the ball in that first stint. So it wasn't even in that first stint, it was, he was still doing things that were important and productive, but the energy was just really strange, and um, it reminds me the last two days, the last two games, kind of remind me of the playoffs last year against the Suns in the second round, where I just looked like Jokic was was almost like he had anxiety, like he was just so frustrated that he couldn't control himself. And these last two games, I think the same thing. Jokic has looked. There was a a shot of him today. It was a real subtle one, a real quick one, but there was a shot where they shot took you know the camera went to him on the bench. Right before he checked in for the final time where he had this look on his face of like, I just want to like punch someone. And I was just thinking like, my God, this guy is not happy right now. But I mean, I'm yeah. projecting. I don't know. Maybe he is happy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> You're like, I'm miserable watching this team. Maybe I am miserable.
1: I might be just projecting my own true misery onto what this uh, last couple games has been. Um. Okay. One thing I'll say though, basketball, it's best if we just stick to the basketball, the fourth quarter, the first quarter, I don't know, second, third, he dominant, absolutely dominant. I mean, it was a joke. And then the fourth quarter when he has to come back in, I will say the rhythm of the fourth quarter was so atrocious and almost offensive. They went small. Denver should have an enormous ability to take advantage of that. And they just couldn't get him the ball when they did get him the ball. The team was collapsing and there just was no like movement or cuts. After the game, Jokic took responsibility. He said, I just missed shots, but I'm watching that fourth quarter. And I'm thinking that was just ugly, ugly, ugly basketball.
0: I have a, let's see. This is the thing is here. Here's what I don't like about where the team is at and what the dynamic is at. If you blame one player, then, then there will be a cacophony of responses and not just amongst like the fans, but like media as well about like, well, what about this guy? Right, right. Like, yeah. that That's where it is. Like, I want to be very clear on this. Will Barton sucked tonight. He was really bad. He was and, like, this was honestly one of the worst Will Barton defensive games I think I've ever seen. Uh, I, the, Green. the
1: defensive part to me is consistent. I don't, I just don't think he can move. He reminds me honestly of Michael Porter, you know, in the first, in his nine games this year where it's just like, why aren't you running? Why aren't you jumping and moving? And
0: he, I just don't think he can do it. Jamichael, Jamichael Green was atrocious defensively. That was the worst game I've ever seen Jamichael Green play defensively. Yeah, defense um, he only bad. played 12 minutes and was a minus 10. Was very much a minus 10. Like I went back and was just like flabbergasted at the, at the defensive coverage. Um, Jeff Green just didn't close out on guys.
1: Yeah, there was a couple times. You're right. You're right. There was a couple times where I'm like, you know, he's going to shoot what's going on here. Yeah. But what are you doing? Especially late with uh, PJ Washington.
0: Yeah, Barton had one uh, on PJ too. Where Barton was there and Barton literally was like, "Okay, we're going to reset." And I was like, "PJ Washington's going to shoot that." Yeah, guy.
1: he's going to shoot. That's the scouting report on him in particular. He's not like a, he's not shy.
0: Yeah. Well, and he's and he he's He'll a good three-point him. shooter. Yeah, like, he's streaky. I'm not I'm not surprised at that. Um and then, like I'll say this. Like Faku Campazo in the second half was bad he wasn't bad worse than the rest of the nuggets. He wasn't the biggest reason they lost. Like they all like, there isn't a, there is not a single Denver nugget that I can point to in the second half, except for Vlatko chanchar that I can look at that and go, it was not on you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I'm, I'm with you on that. I Austin rivers, maybe, I don't know that he maybe Yeah, Yeah. Austin was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing about Vlatko or about about Faku cuz I feel I honestly feel bad for him because I think he played fine tonight. He's played let's see here 70 minutes in the last two games in four stints. In four stints. He's playing yeah. 16 minute stints I don't understand yeah. what's going on. I have no idea what's going on with his minutes right now. It just doesn't make any sense to me that he would pl- come in in the late first quarter, play all the he way was... through, come in in the late third, mid third quarter, play all the way through. I just don't, I don't understand it.
0: He, he, Milan said after the game, he was worried in the second half about the small ball. And so he wanted to match up with them. I can't stand it. I cannot stand that. It's the <sighs> Hornets. Yeah. You're up you're up 20 and it's the Hornets. I can get myself in a mental place to understand it. But in order to do that though, here's the, but here's like the big key though. Like this is also te- it's a telling moment, Adam, because in order to get myself in that place where I where I look at it and I go, I am better off with this lineup, I have to believe Faku Camposo gives me the best chance to win. Right. And, like, you can disagree with me about my feelings on F- Faco Campaso's place on this team or the roster or any of these other things or how those airballs tonight were some of the worst shots I've ever seen in my life. But nonetheless, you cannot argue with me that Faco Compasso is so good as to mean that you need to try and match up. Like, that he's going to give you an advantage in a small ball match. No. No. That's not a thing. It, yeah. I mean, I, I he can't. was on the
1: court for the entire collapse, so... I Yeah. You you just, I don't, to me, I I really don't want to put it on Faku as in he did something wrong. Right. I just just think it was very clearly in the moment, even the wrong decision to kind of close with him.
0: This is what I was trying to explain to to J. David Walker on Twitter is I was like, it's not that I think Faku Composo is the problem. It's that I think Faku Composo is never the solution. I don't don't know. And to me, he wasn't,
1: he wasn't. And to me in this
0: game, especially, like, it wasn't like oh, Faku did everything that he can, he could, and the team collapsed around him. Like that wasn't the case.
1: Man, he was I think compl- we can make this I want- simpler. I think we can make this simpler and even more broad here. I yeah. think Michael Malone, one of his defining traits, and I mean this for all of his years, I think he has trust problems. As in, like he just doesn't trust guys. When we talk about why do they stick to certain players, why don't they go to this guy, why is it so hard for young players to break into the rotation of this or that? I think he has guys that he trusts and guys that he does not. Yes. bones has earned his trust like bones is an example of a yes. rookie that got into his trust circle but a lot of guys haven't and faku for whether you agree or not is in his trust circle and tonight yes malone went to the mattresses it's like i don't trust anyone i'm going to faku because i trust him i'm going to barton because i trust him neither of those two guys probably had earned the right to you know had. if we go off of what he said this last game like earned the right to do this i don't think either of those guys probably should have been on um, and yet they were, cause I think he has, they're, they're in the circle of trust and a lot of guys
0: are not. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk more about this debacle when we come back on locked on nuggets. But first I want to say about prize picks. So, Nuggets fans, you've been hearing me tell you about prize picks for months. Have you signed up yet? Because if you haven't, now's the perfect time. For a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no brainer of an offer-, offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. But you have to use code NBA. That's code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans only who use code NBA. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more props than any other operator, and they have all the bench players, like Taco Composo, as well as all the starters. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes, made, everything. You pick two to five players and over under, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix also allows mixed sport entries, so you can put them together with some of the Broncos props as well. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Go to PrizePicks.com today or go to your App Store and download the app. All users that deposit and use promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're also brought to you today by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts with the power of knowledge, you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes, all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save? Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details we'll be right back on locked on nuggets back here on locked on nuggets thanks for making this part of your day and making this your first listen each and every day we're free and we're available on all platforms i also want to do a shout out by the way if you guys want to catch us on youtube we do this every night basically uh it's adam does post game at dmvr and then comes home and then we usually do this. So if you're up late, if you have us, if you subscribe to us on YouTube and you get get your notifications turned on, you're going to learn that we are streaming and you can join the show like Robert Rodarte yeah, has I done. Yeah, see, you. see you there
1: Robert. Thanks. What's for up in, Robert? In,
0: buddy. Thanks for joining us. So, you can do that uh, if you check out, us out on YouTube, which is how you should. I also want to thank everybody for all the great five-star reviews. As you have followed up on my request, did they? I am a man of my word. There will be no conversation about the best team in Midwest oh professional. My God. Football. I, you
1: can't you can't even keep your own promise for one. you
0: kept that for, for three seconds. Wow. For, 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 for the remainder for the remainder Starting of the NFL season. There will be no conversation about it the down. remainder of the season. Thanks so for all those five star reviews. Um Okay, all right, Adam. um you're right we did look, we talked about Martin last night, right? We
1: did get a bunch of people to make a review. You guys rule,
0: yeah, it's great, and they're all and they're all like, I'm just doing this to get you to stop talking about the, the team I'm not talking about So it's great. um so here's the thing like i don't I'm not really interested in getting into a discussion of like who was most... Respect- like, that's the thing. I, but I, like, I, I I'm, Faku, with I'm with you. Like, the, the point I wanted to make about Faku was just that there was nobody that was exempt in this game. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it was just... Like, is the only one I can say that, that's exempt. And, like, credit to Blacko because he looked lost... And like the same player that he's been to start the season, and I think he looked. I think he looked really him. good. I I honestly don't. He's another one that I'm just like. I don't
1: get why he doesn't play. To me, he's like Davon Reed. I I'm not, maybe it's honestly maybe this is it. Man, our expectations are different. Like I don't think he's gonna save you or anything. But I don't. But when you have Jokic, you just need guys that you know aren't gonna dribble into a triple team or heat check five different times. Or just do those kinds of things. And Flacco to me, is a very reliable – he's always going to be in the right spot. He's going to do the right thing, and he's going to knock down some shots. So I thought he was really good tonight. I really thought Vlacco was good tonight.
0: Um, like, at the same time – like, yeah, I see. And this is what I was kind of going over because, like, you know, Ryan and I were talking on Twitter today about, like, the injury issues. And at the, at the core end of this, like, I can look at this game and go, like, well, okay – you know, like Aaron Gordon probably does make a difference in this game, especially with his perimeter defense, like able to contain. He's going to have better KYP, all these types of things. Um, and like, look, at the end of the game, when they're having those that trouble getting the ball to Jokic, oh my I, God. I am not going to sit here and just say like Jokic had 34 shots. He did not need more. Like, no, they had trouble getting in the ball. I admit that. Um, the easiest way to do that was just pick and roll. This is, and like, this is where it's just like, it's glaring. Like, it, no, there may be no situation in a reg in a regular season context where you miss Jamal more because there will be nights when like the team doesn't have it and Jamal will try and bail you out and he won't be able to get it going either. The shot just won't fall and it won't work right. And those are like the bad Jamal nights. We like, should like, have to guard to him tonight.
1: Line. I don't think I think Charlotte was just like we're going to lose this game. We might as well just not guard anybody but Yoke and the, and it was a it was a disaster. Swarm the ball. I mean, there was it was yeah. a disaster.
0: And so this is the thing: is like the best way to beat that is just like run pick and roll. This Hornets defense can't guard pick and roll at all. Yeah. And when they ran pick and roll with both Faku and Will and Will, they had success. But then like, boy, there was like, there was just weird stuff. Like Barton would ISO, and then like Compazzo like pulled out and took like a pull up three instead of just giving the ball to like just stuff where I'm just like guys. And I guess I understand it from the perspective of it's t- it's tough to be like hey, the other players need to step up and support Jokic, but also, why are you shooting? Give the ball to Jokic, right? But, like, there's got to be some downhill motion. There's got to be some pressure on the defense. Yeah. Like, this team right now, this is two nights in a row where the team is just basically like, we'll take whatever you will let us have that is the least – that is the path of least resistance offensively
1: here's what i'll say george carl i always bring it up but he uses the word connection and i just love it because to me that's what basketball is about especially for a team like denver they can't just win on a bunch of isos here or there it's about connection denver played with the worst connection possible in that fourth quarter really in the whole second half but in that fourth quarter and once it kind of spun out of control it's almost like the connection got worse. Will Barton caught fired. he had a great little moment, and I was excited for him because he hadn't had a yeah. good moment for a while. But it yeah. turned out to be the worst thing for the Nuggets in this game because he didn't realize when that moment passed because it passed pretty yeah. quick. It was like a three-minute yeah. mo- little moment for him, and then he just kept going. He kept driving. He kept barreling into the basket. And I'm and then on the defensive. I mean, this was a two-way. You know, you you don't blow it just on one end of the court. Then defensively just so slow to try to cover guys ish smith the nuggets officially the nuggets killer maybe the number one nuggets killer ish smith if him and if ish smith ever teams up with uh what's the big man in in sacramento rashawn holmes if he ever teams up with yeah. them they're gonna beat denver by 100 um but he comes in I
0: brought, it's funny because i've brought up to you like i just he's been my fill-in yeah, he's the where i'm like the Nuggets just need Ish Smith. Like if they just had Ish Smith off the bench, they'd be fine. And then Ish Smith like comes in and has like a huge. He
1: didn't impact even play. Did he play in the first half? No. Does it, He was brought in as the like it's over, whatever. And it's yeah. like no, little do you know that's the secret weapon. And but but Will Barton just moving his feet laterally, closing out is all of it is so so gone right now that I I honestly and you know I'm a Will Barton guy. I honestly think the team is better right now. Without him playing, because of of how slow he is on the defensive end, and because of how poorly he scales his game down when he doesn't have it athletically.
0: Um. So I have, I have a number that I wanted to throw at you. What worked in the second half? And the reason I'm asking you is I'm trying to get around this. Like I'm not like, again. This is less about. I want to know what I, I, cause I honestly don't remember. They won the non composo minutes in the second half, which I thought was just like insane. Like that was the only stretch. He was the only player when he was off court, they had a positive in the second half, like all the way down. They lost all the other minutes. And again, not making this about Composo. It's about, I'm trying to remember like what lineup they were using. It was a minor starting lineup.
1: Work. Cause the, it was a good, the first unit was good uh, in the third quarter. Okay. And it was Jokic in particular. I mean, Jokic was just so dominant when he was on the in the second and third quarter. Will Barton also had his little run. I mean, and it was a it was a meaningful. I don't mean to say little as in to demean it. It just was. I think he hit three or four in a row.
0: Yeah, because Jok played Jok played ten twenty one of that quarter and was a plus six.
1: Yeah, and they were so already they were up.
0: Okay and they were already up. So I mean, I mean, look at this. So they, they were outscored in the first quarter. I yeah, Jokic was a minus, uh, and Blacko was actually a minus eleven in that first quarter. Uh, Jokic was a minus four first quarter, huge plus. He in the was second, right? a plus fifteen in the second, yeah. a plus six in the third, and a minus fifteen in the fourth. Mm-hmm. So again, like the model that I've talked about remains true. They got to win three of the four stints. Yeah, yeah, right. Like first and fourth, even,
1: Yep, this game was too, too, too bad. And honestly,
0: if, if, if they, you know, and you can look at this and say like, look, if they win the first quarter, then they're up 30 and they have enough of a cushion to survive.
1: That was a weird first quarter, man. That was a, weird it was a very,
0: very weird first quarter. Look, here, here's the thing. You, you as a Will Barton guy who have, have defended him like alongside me, like we've been on the, like, you guys don't get like how important Will is to this team. Um, You are at like this, this moment of, of, you know, doubting the faith. And uh, like, I'll say it like, this is the, this is the the moment where I don't know that I've had more concern for the coaching staff than this. I don't think
1: Malone knows what to do and it might be because there's not anything to do. That might actually be, that might actually be it. Although I, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that, but it's just, uh, he, he, His body language tonight was maybe the worst of anyone, and it was bad when Denver was up twenty. And I just, he had this look on his face of pure frustration and worry, and and all of these things. And you know, it's funny is his media availability lately. He's actually said, "I've never gotten concerned like this season that we've all felt good," or this. He's talking about it, but I watch him on that bench when they're up twenty points, and he's furious about every little thing. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like. This, this is a heavy season. This is a tough season. And he, uh, of all people just seems to be
0: revving, you know, living in the red right now. Well, and it's this bad combo, right? Where it's like, um, I, I, you know, I asked him at the end of last season, I was like, you think there's gonna be carryover from this year and a half run that you've been on or year run that you've been on. And he was like, yeah, I think he will carry in the next season. And he was talking about the players, but honestly, I think they've been okay. And I think it's been him. I think the bubble was extremely hard on him emotionally. Not, yeah. not because of like being away from his daughters. That, that was like, that made it worse, right? Because you've got no sanctuary. Like if you're a coach and your whole thing is you can't, you can't stop competing and worrying. <laughs> and then you've got nowhere to, you don't have your daughter being like, Hey dad, what do you think about like the distraction that kids provide? You don't have the comfort of like your wife and and all that. Like you're just in a hotel room in Orlando, Florida, stewing. Then you come out of it and you got everything last year. And then you have this season and they've got all these injuries and all this. Like, it's just been one thing after another. And I do. And, but at the end of this, here's the biggest thing is the reason that like, I'm compelled to still say that it's the job hasn't been good enough. That's the job. Like, When here's the thing, the other players don't have anything to do with the rotations or who, sorry, the other players outside of LeBron don't have anything to do with like who plays and who doesn't. And like, you know, who starts and what, what are the, like, they don't run the teams, right? Every other player except LeBron James don't run their teams. But the coach, regardless of who's hurt and who's injured, you have your guys and the guys that you have, you have to make that work. To the best of their ability. And the problem is you can definitively look at the, the performance of the Nuggets throughout the season and say they are not performing to the best of their ability. That's not to say that the best of their ability is very high because of the injuries, because it's not. But it hasn't been good enough. And mm-hmm. the, uh, that's just how the league, and he knows that. I know he knows that. That's how the league works. I also look at this very similar to that 2017-18 uh, season where they were spiraling and he just had to like let go. And just like, basically he turned around and was just like, I got to lighten up and he loosened up and he started the biggest change that season was that he started saying, if you guys win, you don't have to practice the next day and we won't do shoot arounds.
1: Mm.
0: But like those carrots are gone.
1: This team I think is missing something. um, I mean, they're obviously missing a lot of pieces. Like they're missing a lot of talent in, in this or that, but I feel like they might be listening, missing some emotional aspect and I don't know if that's a player, a veteran, a leader or something, but they just – there seems to be a, a, an emotional void right now. And this, that's the thing that concerns me most. Jokic looks frustrated. We've seen him do some high-profile frustration things this season. Yeah. And I tonight, that first quarter, last game, like
0: there's just – it's starting to add up. Like who's the heart and soul? Like who's the, who's the emotional spark plug of this team? Who's the heartbeat? Who is the hardest you know, team? Because I think I think it's usually Will, but Will's gotta be a capacity for him to do that, and he's not. True. Yep. It, it's never been Joker. Jamal took the reins. He's not around. I think they want that from Faku Campazo, and he's just, I'm sorry, he's not good enough. He's just not.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's gotta be it, it's gotta be one of your, your main players. Yeah. And so.
0: Like they don't have anything. I think I got,
1: I just got to say again, to be in contrast to you, Faku, same with Jokic, Faku in the end of first, second, third quarters, like end of first and second quarter. And until the wheels came off in that third, I thought was not just good. He was great. Like he, there were three made, of
0: 12 in the field and three of 10 from three, a minus one.
1: Yeah. But everybody's really bad, three turn, some
0: really bad turnovers. But
1: here's the thing. He was three of 10 from three. What did Denver shoot as a team from three to the, 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 tonight? 33%. He shot the same percentage as everybody else. He was great tonight. And he was the reason they went from down seven to up 15 or whatever. And that you think that he should be year. taking 10 threes. Look, this was the rhythm of the game tonight, though. Like uh, to me, I don't
0: think he was like forcing threes. oh, I if he's gonna airball two so badly, they don't even get halfway to the rim. I think he's probably not probably taking the run. Right,
1: Hey, let's agree to disagree on this one because we can never talk about Faku. I mean, this is the thing. Our the conversation on Faku is so poisoned. we can just never go to it this whole year. I thought he was very good until he wasn't, but that was true of the nuggets. Oh, they, were very, had, they, until they were
0: very. Here's the thing though. I think he feels I think it's important to talk about because he feels very important, Adam, but he was a minus 25 in that second half. Take a break, we'll come back, we'll talk about other things when we get back, including the, not, not everything is bad. Um, I have some good news for you when we come back after the break, but first I wanna say about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew with your consent? It's a business scam to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. It's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, so Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. They've got over 2 million users and help save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. final segment here on locked on nuggets thanks for joining us and making this part of your day thanks for making us your first listen each and every day now make your second listen locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs hosted by your boy q an expert analysis and insight from Vince sterling it's free and it's available on all platforms i have the i have good news for you i don't let's, know what the good news is let's hear it i'm so i'm very anxious to hear what this good news is everyone else in the west <laughs> sucks. that's true that is the good news actually you're right Memphis loses, the Lakers lose, the Mavericks lose, the Wolves lose. The Nuggets are still, as of right now, uh, they have one less loss than the Los Angeles Lakers, who are in sixth place uh, in the Western Conference. So they are technically tied in, like, they're a few percent, they're, they're .001 behind in percentage, uh, in win percentage behind the Lakers for the sixth spot. They are two games back of the fourth seed in the loss column. No one's getting away. Like, yeah, it's bad. And it could tonight. It could I was like,
1: let me, uh, scroll, I'm like out of pain. I'm like, I'm going to scroll the timeline and see everybody talking trash about the nuggets and this or that. And they weren't, they were talking trash about the Lakers and everybody else. I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's right. Everybody else is having the exact same season as the nuggets where everything feels terrible. And yet Denver is still right there. I will say though, Denver has such a pride. I mean, all these teams can say the same thing, but like Denver snatched defeat from the jaws of victory tonight and
0: yeah i mean they had the worst loss of all of them the mavericks like the mavericks hung in and lost a tough game versus the bucks without luca you know the wolves were without anthony edwards and carl anthony towns and a bunch of other guys and really hung around with utah like they were a pain in that game um the lakers had a pretty embarrassing one they lost at home and got and okay and san antonio played up 138 on them but that was that was pretty bad um memphis like played the warriors tough like you know everyone else i think like denver categorically had the worst the worst loss of the night
1: well here's what here's what i'll say because people i know i think Jokic his mvp uh campaign took a major hit to last this week this has been a very tough week tonight the golden state warriors won without andre guadala without uh andrew wiggins um Without pull, so like they were really short-handed tonight against a very hungry and good Memphis team, and still got the win. Steph Curry had forty-six points. Um, He was insane. He was insane. So, uh, you know, Jokic's MVP campaign, I think, uh, is is on life support. But nonetheless, Denver is right there with all of these other teams that are. They're not the only one. They weren't even the. They were the top story for us, and they probably were the top story because, to your point, their loss was the worst.
0: But they're not the top story everywhere else. I mean, part of it is like, I think, you know, we talked about this with like, the heartbeat thing. They need something to be the story. Like part of it, the last two seasons really has been like, the team would get excited when MPJ would have a breakout game. Mm-hmm. Like they would all get like, when he started, when he was struggling and then would like break out of it, the yeah, Mike stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know? Sure. No, for sure. He's just another guy that can, you know, do something. Like, um... It could it could have been PJ Dozier tonight. If he hadn't torn <laughs> his ACL. You know, yeah. like honestly maybe...
1: in a weird way, you want to know something funny. It could have been Marcus Howard. Yeah. Even Marcus Howard did have his little bit of moments here or there, but um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Denver. I'm worried about the, the Lakers have reason to be worried. They gave up 138 points to the San Antonio Spurs tonight. Uh, yeah. All these teams have reason to be worried. I'm worried about Denver from just the, the feel. I, like I said, When Jokic checked out of that Suns game with a technical and an ejection in game four after the sweep, to me, I was just like, mentally, he's done. And I just get that feeling right now of like, man, he just, this team just doesn't seem happy. They don't, they don't seem, everything seems so hard.
0: Um, I know that oftentimes like with you, like the main thing is the main thing. And I agree with you on the connection and the happiness. I think it's, it's like an important note. Like as we chronicle this season, that's the story right now. Is there an unhappy, disjointed, unconnected, shorthanded team that's at the end of a brutal three-year run, two-year run, two years, three seasons, something time is a flat circle. Um, I do want to, can I ask you a tactical thing? Sure. So I noticed this, Denver's running more drop coverage than ever before. They're running out a lot with Jokic. And to me, that's like very plainly a this takes less effort because no, that's, that's one like bigs will say that yeah. but like, you know, well, it honestly a lot of it is like it, it's easier, you know, they're running a lot of drop coverage. I, I got to tell you, I really hate it. Like, I just I don't think that he's at his best defensively when he is just watching them attack him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I've necessarily noticed like, you know, that that the like the numbers or what it is that they're running. They do run it. They ran it, they've ran it in years past from time to time. And they certainly ran it the entire Suns game series and we know why they did it. Maybe it is. I mean maybe it is a fatigue thing. Like I said, I'm very concerned about Jokic's fatigue level. He went all of last year without having a bad game. I think he's had three this year. And I know that's not that many, but it's still three more than he had last
0: year. And they've all come in the last three weeks or so. I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of funny because usually you and I are railing against the idea that after every loss or every bad stretch that fans often feel like something has to change. And we're like, no, it's just a bad stretch. Like, yeah, they're bad. We can say they're bad, but we don't need to change everything about the team because they've had a bad stretch and now I'm honestly in a place where I feel like they need a change and there's literally nothing they can do.
1: I know. I know the the options are very, very limited. Um, I'm worried at Will Barton. I'm worried. Um, Aaron Gordon, I'm worried, you know, Aaron Gordon just had five days off, played one game and then needed another one off. So, you know, that's a little concerning. Um, but like you said, Bones Highland, I think needs time off. He was not very good tonight. He hasn't been good when he's been dealing with ankle soreness, but Denver has no
0: options. Um, as a comparison, uh, they are running last season. Oh, this is interesting actually. So last season they ran switch the most of any coverage last season per hundred possessions. They ran it 13 times. They played up to up at the level 12 times. Hmm. Um, this season, they're even higher though. It's almost 17 possessions per 100, uh, 17 picks per 100 possessions. That's five more hmm. picks than they were running last year. They're running drop.
1: Hmm.
0: That's the numbers. So, like, that's happening a lot more. And I do feel like, it, I mean, it was interesting just because um, I was running some numbers a day and I was like, oh, the Hornets are really bad playing at the level. So the Nuggets should be able to play that scheme and be fine. And they just don't they just were like okay i guess we'll drop and ish smith will just have a lane <laughs> i mean i guess it worked versus lamelo and gordon hayward so i guess it's like you know what can you do it's also really funny somebody mentioned this to me on twitter it was funny that like last night the disaster was malone letting the the bench play out the string and then tonight james brego literally benches lamelo ball and hey he in. did the
1: one thing is he brought uh rozier back so he yeah. at least brought one guy back but yeah you're right about all the other ones
0: um, do you, so these are the darkest times. These are the bleak times.
1: I'm just not as optimistic. You- Usually when Denver's hit adversity, I'm like, well, I, there's light at the, I just, this, this one, I'm like, I don't know, man, this is probably the season they have. Um, it's just this, this up and down season and not they're on a down right now. Hopefully the down ends soon, but I don't, if they do
0: get up, I don't feel that confident that they'll stay up most teams I would honestly just write off. The reason I won't write this one off is I remember the 2020 season. It wasn't this bad, <laughs> Um, but they were up and down that season. I remember that like going it, like when, when we hit the hiatus, like they had a couple of really bad losses yeah. leading into that Mavericks game. Yep. yep. That was a weird one. And, and it was just like this We We were kept going on like, God, they just like, they're okay, but they're so inconsistent. Yeah. And then, you know they, they put it together, and again, like you can make the same argument against the Nuggets as you can against various teams in the bubble. But I do think that like this team's playoff proven, and so I am still kind of of the, of the mindset of like the only problem now is is I really am kind of focused in on Jamal, and it's not fair to like you just can't be like Jamal's gonna make everything better. It's coming off a uh, of major knee surgery.
1: yeah, it's rough, man. It's rough. I don't know. Hopefully, Michael Malone has a little break I think the team needs a little break here and you come back after Christmas and have to dive right back into it. Cause the Nuggets next three games at Clippers at warriors home versus warriors very quickly could turn this into a losing streak. If you're not careful.
0: All right. Well, you guys have a great holiday. Um, everyone <laughs> enjoy the holidays. If you celebrate them, if you don't have a great weekend, uh, we'll be back with you next week. We're going to take time with the family. Uh, we'll Can't get wait. back to you after the Nuggets. Did they play Sunday? I think. They play Sunday, yep. Sunday, yep. Clippers. So we'll, have a, we'll have a recap on Sunday night. We'll back to be all episodes next week. I've uh, got some travel coming up, so some stuff will be interrupted, but we'll make sure to record. Uh, make sure to check out the YouTube page. Give us the five star reviews because I won't talk about the one team that I won't talk about. And. We'll <laughs> talk to you guys again. Next week on the final week of 2021 on Locked Nuggets. Thanks for joining us.